why I overstayed a film was shot in front of a live studio audience. started this is all gonna stay in anyway i don't know why i'm pretending that you just gonna cut any of this just gonna leave it all in i cut some stuff but when you say stuff like that then, I'm just then gonna... it has to stay in welcome no i'm the one who says welcome 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 file state of film i'm brian i'm your host tonight i'm doing a very bad job it's not going well um but our boys are here so it doesn't matter tj yusef Joe, how are you guys? How's it going? Good, how you doing? Welcome! So many J's, TJ, Yusef, Joe. Why am I the odd man out? No J in my name. Yusef is a Y, dude. Learn how to fucking spell. I'm sorry. I'm just racist. I can't help it. I just say, you know. Um, I am a Y. I'm an old man. I'm crotchety and I have opinions. And you know who else is an old man who's crotchety and has opinions? Who also has two movies coming out this year and has managed to keep himself in the news cycle on Twitter just like perpetually is so the funny. living legend that is Ridley Scott. Yeah. Um, earlier this month, it was they they just they asked these directors the same question because they know they'll get these clickbait headlines because these guys don't give any. Ridley Scott is 80 years old and made legitimate film classics that will never be forgotten. So he can say, he knows he can just say whatever the fuck he wants. And it's awesome. He's just like, those movies are boring trash. I would like that as a piece of crap. And everybody's like, boo. And I'm like, I like those movies, but I like Ridley Scott says that even more. (laughs) It's so great. And then he did it again. He came out and said that people were too dumb to watch The Last Duel, basically. He's like, they're staring at their phones like a bunch of morons. He called them the millennials or something. That, that, that's more what he said. He said they only care about what's on their phones, not on the screen. Yeah, like, yeah. So, like, if he released The Last Duel on a phone, you would watch it. Oh, I mean, someone watched it on a phone. He can't, he can't have it both, both ways, complaining about superheroes making a billion dollars at the theater and then saying... It only has to be on their phone, but, you know, he's caught. He can say whatever the fuck he wants. But it could be also that nobody wants to see, uh, you know, uh, our movie, R-A-P-E, because just in case that we get taken off Twitter. Uh, Twitter. That <laughs> was basically the thing. I did want to see The Last Duel. I'm a Ridley Scott fan. I thought it looked interesting. My wife was not interested in going to see a two-and-a-half-hour movie focused yeah, on sexual boring. assault. That was just yeah. not her bag, and I so find it hard to blame her. Millennials. <laughs> it happens throughout the film? 
for I, it. Well, well, it's the literally the entire focus I, of the I was movie. Gonna say, I think it's told because it's one of those things where it's like you're seeing the story told from multiple perspectives. So literally, yes, you see it more than once. Like I'm good on that. I'm, I'm all right on that. One. It's a like yeah. I think it's yeah. I, I, we don't even. I'm sure one person's point. perspective. It's more of a of a consensual thing, and then you and, see some that are. You know what I mean? I'm sure there's going to be different. All well, being a period drama, like a period piece, yeah. like that's even more torturous. And also, Ben Affleck has a like a like a shin strap and his he's got a blonde bowl cut it's very yeah that's enough right it's a meal. Meal. I, I still i wanted to see it i i was interested but i understand why i wanted i wanted take. to see adam driver my son up, weirdly uh, obsessed up, with house of gucci the house of gucci ads are really working on harrison <laughs> really i, I, I yeah. want i want to see Wait, does he think it looks funny or cool no he like his interest genuine like genuine interest he was oh, disappointed awesome. when I was I'm like, oh, we're probably going to see that one in the theater. And he was like bummed out. He didn't like that. <laughs> you should take him because that's an experience he'll remember. <laughs> like I want to see that live action cartoon. It looks so freaking out of control. So stupid. Huh. So good. So bad. It's, I feel like it's going to be everything at the same time. I like the one review I read where, or like not review, but like highlight where it was like, um, it was like everyone else, like really trying, giving an authentic Italian accent. Then it's like Jared Leto, Amia Mario. Yeah. <laughs> like, I also heard like Lady Gaga was the same way, where she was just like, I just kind of stopped working with my linguist because I just didn't want to sound like anybody else. You know what I mean? I didn't want to yeah. like like pick up. So like, I didn't look into the, the true story that much because I, I didn't watch a bunch of like the file footage or footage of the woman I was playing because I didn't want it to like influence my performance or whatever. I was like. <laughs> This might be awesome. <laughs> also, it, it seeing Ridley Scott on the red carpet with Lady Gaga and Jared Leto is so hilarious. It's amazing. It and we have Al Pacino too, you know. So. Yeah. yeah, and Adam Driver. So yeah, I'm down. Half of a good cast. He bring back I'm the Dunkachino for this one. Dunkachino. I'm running my finger down all of your noses for the rest of the episode. Oh, at least Joe got it. Let me get let me get a good look at you. He he should have been nominated for that performance. That's he a did great a great Jeff Bridges impression. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm so fucking drunk. Oh. I don't know what anybody's talking about actually. Star is, Star born. is born. Oh Bradley yeah, I didn't Cooper. like those terrible. It's a good, and it then like. Good. And then, like, six months after the movie came out and it was all, everybody stopped talking about it, I heard, I finally heard the song from it, and it was, like, the worst song I've ever heard. I couldn't Nothing. believe I like that it. that I was the song that everybody was, like, like talking cares. about and shit. You know, but you know what? Awesome. There's a lot okay, of... Okay, Ridley Scott. There was just, a lot of monologues in Star is Born by Bradley Cooper in that gruff voice. My God. Oh, yeah? Well, I mean, I, you know, if you don't like a movie that has a lot of monologues, it's probably just that you're too dumb to understand them. <laughs> yeah. You probably just can't comprehend what a freshman theology class has to say, like, <laughs> back at you with a single camera frame for 40 minutes. <laughs> Take out my Bible where I have highlighted all this, all the fucking thing. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Well, listen, have you ever read the New Testament or the Old Testament? <laughs> yeah, but I said, we're changing directions on this shit. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Ma Midnight Mass, dude. Midnight well, we were Mass. talking about Midnight Mass. And I, like, how I liked I it. I personally was not a fan. Um, 
I some excellent performances and some like it could have probably been trimmed down to a very fun, interesting thing. But they pondered on everything for can so you, long. Can you, point, can you point towards a performance? Yeah, I could. I could point you to a couple of them. The Bible thought they Yeah, late. you can. You can point to a fucking dumpster next to my house, and it would be. You said. You said. You know what? Shit. So. I want to like CW shows and you find them All good right. acting. So I don't give a fuck what you think is Straight good acting, DJ. I'll tell you guys this right now. Uh, me and the girlfriend have been watching Blue Bloods a lot. That show fucking rocks. All right. So, <laughs> so Blue Bloods podcast is definitely happening because Tom Selleck's the man. Love that show. But, and, I will do and it, it has the better Wahlberg podcast. in it. And we, and we got Donnie Wahlberg and Blue Bloods. Tom Selleck. Come on, Donnie Wahlberg. Hey, hey, let's get back to the question at hand. So, the question was, so wait, so just because one, one about, show was full of boring, overly so long I wanna, I wanna say one thing about Midnight Mass. <laughs> I want to say one thing about Midnight Mass. Uh, I liked it, but it was a clear example where I wish I just saw the movie version of that fucking story. Because yeah. I'm getting kind of sick of all these, these things being TV series. Like should have just made Salem's Lot. Why Lee? didn't Mike Flanagan just make Salem's Lot? He's clearly so steeped in that Stephen King vibe. Just you, will. you could put, and I'm not saying like adapt it, but also put some of your neat little ideas that you took you from this show. Sure, fine, shuffle some in there. Oh you God. But anyway, like, like why, like that? That I just watched that trailer for that Tommy Lee, uh, Pam Anderson. I'm like, oh, this movie looks good. The end of the it fucking looks, trailer is like just new like series, them. and it was like. Oh, well, not watching that I'll be now. Looking, that happens to me all the time. If I'm flicking through and something yeah. looks interesting, then I see it's a series. I'm like, nah, pass. Everything's Sorry. seven episodes, and that's four episodes. My, my favorite conversations now are people saying, have you seen that series? And I go like, no. And they're like, what? You have to. And I always say, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm good. There's what do you mean so you haven't much seen shit yellow? now. I'm good. What do you I'm mean? good. What do you mean okay. you haven't seen Yellowstone on, on Paramount uh, Plus? I haven't. I'm sorry. I'm good. Have the you next thing that I'm Lasso? waiting on. No, I'm good. Have you uh, seen Secession? I'm just waiting on MacGruber. Just give me MacGruber. Come on. bring Give me that. Although the, truck, although the Chucky series is fucking whipping ass, and I wish I had That's cable true. to Chucky watch tonight. Watch the first episode. We enjoy it. Wait to binge it. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's get to the actual question. All right. Let's get to the actual yeah. question. Brian the the question show. was, what are some good speeches or monologues from movies? I think that was TJ's question. Right? Oh, we're just yeah, TJ. I don't remember, honestly. TJ asked it. But I'm going to start before someone steals my favorite speech of all time. Um, because I, it, for me, I saw this movie three times in one day. Obsessed with it. It's right up there with one of the greatest movies of all time. It's my favorite. I don't want to say it because it kind of spoils it. But also the fact that it kind of flipped the speech thing on its head. It did the whole, like, you have this prestigious actor who's known for doing these type of scenes, and they went, you know what? Uh-uh. Shark eats the motherfucker in the middle of the goddamn speech. <laughs> like, Samuel L. Jackson, the Deep Blue Sea thing, because I'm... Oh. You're seeing that for the first time, or watching the movie for the first time, you're like, ah, Samuel Jackson's got to be at the end of this movie. He's got to be semi the hero, or, like, yeah. the pro-protagonist. And then it's like, all of a sudden, he's like, no gonna fight anymore we're gonna pull it together and crunch dude just gets fucking annihilated and every time i saw i saw three times in one day again i'll say that again three times in one day i saw deep blue sea um in the theater in the theater that was amazing yeah i went with my dad walking into showings yep just came oh no i came back i saw my dad came back 
told my cousin about it. We lived right down the street from the theater. We're like, we're walking there right now, seeing again. Came back again, and then we took our other friend once he got off work. Um, but, like, every time I was in the theater for the opening day, we saw Friday, obviously. This is one, like, a Thursday night, 12 p.m. show, or 12 a.m. showing. Every single person in the theater had the same reaction. They were just got up and were like... Because I, I feel like at that point in time, you needed that different speech, like, moment where he's like... We're going to do it. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, you just Yo. got destroyed. And in that movie, they, they build it up so well where you're like, yeah, yeah. Like it's the, it, they like play it off. You have no idea. It's, it's going to, it's going to happen. And it's so fun. And it's what the second lead kind of in the movie. Yeah. I mean, yes. he would. Oh yeah. Absolutely. He was definitely thing. one of the stars. It was a yeah. very uh, Drew Barrymore in scream kind of moment, you know? So fun. Rennie Harlan's best movie. Yes. I don't know. Long kiss good night though. That was we good. did cover that on the podcast. You're right. That was around that was around Christmas time last year, I think, right? Yeah, yeah maybe Christmas the movie. picks might reflect that this year. Who knows? <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's one for me. Uh, uh Yusuf, you go, baby. Uh actually uh, uh we covered this movie on a weird double header. Um Al Pacino uh the devil's advocate uh when he's like uh talking to keanu like like uh he's a sadist yes yes yeah worship him why how many such a good like along with samuel jackson like how many of those do you think he has in his films like he always has those moments of oh yeah like you gotta have that big like since flying, point the camera at Al Pacino and just let him do his thing. Like, oh, yeah. Probably I mean, since, like, he, he was, like, in that era of, like, winning the Son of a Woman Oscar, being, like, a little larger than life. Probably since then, every movie yeah. featured him having that type of and speech. And that's, like, mid-90s, so we're going on 30 yeah, early years. Early 90s, yeah, now. yeah. I mean, like, but, I feel like pre that, like, I can't remember, even in, like... With Scarface, like, I can't even remember, like, a bunch of them, though. Scarface, yeah, yeah, they're, like, four. Scarface is a lot. Scarface is a lot. Well, fucking Did you have one in Serpico? Yeah. Well, well, it's Serpico. Thing okay. No, that's uh, uh, Dog Day Afternoon. So you know what? Dog He's Day been doing afternoon. this shit since the 70s, these speeches, yeah. not the 90s. Well, bro, yeah. to, to use this point, like this one, I don't know if it's because it's at Keanu and not like, it's just like something different about it and more like, along lines of Samuel Jackson one where like you remember it more because he's done it a million fucking times for the fact that he's like doing it to Keanu in the back through naked women just or like yeah. things yeah. like writhing around on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. And also and also he's kind of making good points, you know? Like yeah. he's the devil, but he's like why That's the thing like, about the devil, very tempting. Yeah. You know? And he's like, hey <laughs> He's I'm the best here. devil ever put on screen. That's I'm actually Lucifer trying to help you. I'm actually trying to do something yeah. for you. Why the fuck are you choosing this absentee uh, landlord, like he calls him? So it's it's, it's and it's also neck. funny. It's very fucking funny, like because he, like we, you tend to think about, you know, probably towards later, and you or some many could argue here, like he's an overactor, but in this speech, he like he picks certain words to really drive home the the message like especially like when i the one that i said this a sadist like because like it really lands because you're like oh maybe he is a sadist like you're making a good point he does like to see people suffer because he's not helping anybody 
But yeah, he's yeah, such a good actor. And I and I love that you know this is the '90s, so they let their actors sweat, and you can see like his brow starting to sweat because he's like really in his emotions. And there's a fireplace behind him, so you know that set was hot. And he was in his tuxedo, so Al Pacino was just sweating bullets during that scene. Shout out, yeah, shout out to the movie we're going to be talking about later. There's tons of brow sweat. This oh, yeah. oh yeah, really sweaty. <laughs> Jeff Bridges, it's so sweaty. <laughs> and sweaty people, so many faces in this one. To be sweaty. Jeff Bridges' face in this movie yeah. is on a whole other planet. Um, Joe, yeah. why don't you go? Yeah, go ahead. I, so, I, you know what? <laughs> You're all going to hate me on this one. Um, just because I can recite this whole monologue and I have, it's the dumb and dumber, uh, Jim Carrey coming back from the apartment being like, we got to go someplace where the beer flows like wine, where the women flock like the salmon of Capistrano. I'm talking about a little place called Aspen. And then he gives the whole line about like, we got no food. We got no jobs. Our pets heads are falling off. Like the whole thing. But he hits a Will Smith moment, which <laughs> oh, I'm just sick and uh, tired of having. He's a whole nobody. new meeting now. He's like, <laughs> or he know. vomits? Uh, no, <laughs> it's no, just I'm sick of being a nobody. Yeah, yeah. And that's he, what... you kind of like you can see like ah, Jim Carrey's got a little bit more. Yeah, uh, I'm not a hater with you. I love this movie. I know yeah. these two. You know, I like him. Because I, I have like honorable mentions. I have like two honorable mentions. Like we'll get to after, I have, but like I have that was too. that was like it. number one. Where I'm like, you know what? That is a really fun monologue. TJ absolutely hit it because it does try to hit the little emotional beat at the end. And he's like, he's like, all right, Lloyd. And he's like, they're in their dirty ass apartment. And there's just the the um who's the uh the woman from the '70s with the braided hair, the braids. Derek. There's a Bo Derek fucking poster in yeah. the background, and they're dirty ass. Lazy boy couches. Dead bird. Yep. Did you get the bare essentials? Got robbed by a sweet little old lady <laughs> on a motorized cart. Didn't you see it coming? <laughs> Didn't you see it coming? Like, all right, calm down. All right, yeah. Anyway, that's that is just a monologue for me. That is is truly I let makes me laugh every time, but it's also some tears. Right. You guys all said you have honorable mentions also, so I'll kind of start with my honorable mentions, which I consider to be low-hanging fruit, which was like the Braveheart speech and Idris Elba from Pacific Rim. Those were like uh-huh. two that's inspirational, I don't think that's low-hanging fruit. like Nothing wartime. from low-hanging fruit, Brian. Yeah, you no, know? yeah. Joe nailed that one. I think that's a first, great one, though. Braveheart, first, Braveheart is Logan. Yeah, Braveheart I is. guess maybe because I just feel like it's like a play on the same thing. They're kind of both – maybe that's why I kind of lumped them in together. The uh, Braveheart one, I guess, is the more obvious choice. And then Andrew Selby, I think, did a similar version of – but also very good, I guess, is yeah, where I'm going with that. The Independence Day one, I was like, oh. But I was trying to think of something – like in Midnight Mass, there's a lot of emotion, and I wanted to think of something like, what's one that made me feel something – and as far back as, you know, when I was like a teen watching it, and I every time I watch it, I think it holds up. And I got to give it up to Emilio Estevez as Andrew in The Breakfast Club. Ooh, that's uh, a good pick. Telling that's the story pick. about, about right. taping the kids' cheeks together. And it's it starts out kind of with some levity, and then he brings it down. And then he's, you know what I mean? He's so, like, there's a lot there's just a lot going on there. And what? young Emilio's got the chops. He pulled, I mean, he's very good in that scene. They said, they said that so well. Set it up so well when, like, the, he gets dropped off, and dad's like, We all fooled around, but you got yeah. caught. You can't ruin it. And then, like, he does it, and he's just like, He goes into his dad, where, like, 
dad movies, guys. There's going to be a big theme of this one is dad movies. Dad like, movies. That whole moment. The whole weekend was bringing up dad shit. The <laughs> the the Ghostbusters has a lot of dad shit in it, and then there was some other movie that was like all about dads. Too much too much dad shit going on. Brian has too much dad stuff swimming around. We go to see Harrison. He's like, I hope you love me later in life. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, I don't talk to my dad, so it's like you know, <laughs> it makes me nervous. Um. Oh, the obvious honorable mention I have is the Goodwill Hunting. Your move, Chief. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say. Uh, it's not your fault. Uh, I know. Hey. I guess the movie's filled with them. It's not your fault. Where he's like, you never experienced real love. You probably read it in a book and read it in a sauna and you can quote it. That's great. But you never held someone's hand during this and this and this. That one gets me every single fucking time. Yeah. Dude, the things, I have it to the right. I have a little note. Like, it's a fucking four and a half minute speech, too, which is wild. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's that's one quarter of the length of every speech in Midnight Mass. <laughs> you, know what's, you, know un- you know what's an unusual one? Uh, so fucking dumb, Ryan. You don't get that, it. That I liked, uh, and it's not it's a movie, and he was like, is the Zod speech in uh, Man of Steel. Yeah. Uh, about like he, how he'll, like when, uh, I just really like Michael Shannon, but when Michael Shannon's like, I will find him, we will get him. Yeah. I will find her. Yeah, that because he, I guarantee, as shitty as Zack Snyder's director, he just held that camera on fucking Michael Shan's face because he does his whole speech and then waits like a good 15, 25 seconds. And then he just like, the spit comes out. I was like, I will find. It was like, oh, okay. If you could have just wrapped that one. Give me a little more. He told me a little bit. Zack Snyder gave him direction by telling him he didn't recycle. And Michael Shannon was like, you have to save the planet. <laughs> I don't, uh, actually, I do have a speech that no one's gonna really go think about. Me and, uh, Joe talked about this movie on, um, uh, on a flyby a while back. We were talking about sports movies of, like, kids growing up. We did Three Ninjas and Little Giants, but the one-time speech by Rick Moranis and Little Giants, that's one that's that I, I will use that for my, for my kids when they're on sports or doing whatever the hell they want to do. It's like that one moment. All you need is that one time. That's it. And you'll be chasing Yo, that guy the rest of your life. Like, guys, when I was in high school, man, I was such a good quarterback. DJ, yeah. it's, no. it's wild no. that you mentioned that speech because uh, the other week I saw um, that new rock, the, the, the Stallone edit of the Rocky IV. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's complete. Like, it's just crazy to see different scenes and everything. But the one scene that he should have had in the old, like, the original version is when he's leaving and talking to his son. And it's oh. not this dumb speech where his son's like, Here, I don't want to get beat up by a big old man like you do or whatever he says. In the new or in the new edit, he has a whole fucking speech to his son about like not letting anyone like put yeah. you in your place and like like it was like very like emotional to the scene and like made sense. You're like, Yeah, we're this this should have been in, in Yeah, the, why was this always in? Why why did you take this out originally? Hell like yeah. it made it like it, it had emotional weight and Stallone was good at giving that speech, but that would have been a good fucking monologue. Even That's the fun. ending monologue at his ending speech is different in the new one. I was watching it has, it, yeah. You should watch it as an experiment. What I just want everyone talking? listening. The really watch it as an experiment. Rocky Balboa and the whole movie's a big old bag of garbage, but the one speech gives the sons, you get knocked down. Rocky Balboa is like the third best Rocky movie. Um, <laughs> and what the, you. Oh. He does give some amazing speeches in it, love it or hate it. He gives, there's like three amazing, like, tearjerkers in that whole movie. 
Can you uh, can you rank this for me real fast, Brian? So I can be. No, I don't want to get into that right now. Let's move on. It's no, I got, a whole I got, po- I That's a whole podcast. I wanted to honorable mention uh, social network uh, when uh, Eduardo and uh, Garfield comes for his shit and he slams Mm. uh, Mark Zuckerberg's computer and he's like, I'm sorry, my hoodie and my fucking product. Like, I'm coming for everything. Uh, I I really like that moment, uh, especially because like the entire fucking movie, uh, Jesse is just like, Getting away with everything and being like a douchebag, and in that moment you can see fear in his eyes, and he's like, "Oh, actions do have consequences." Also, even and, part and then he like, punks uh, Justin Timberlake, yes. which everybody wants to punk Justin Timberlake. That's fucking hilarious. Uh, like, another one that I picked uh, is uh, even though the movie doesn't hold up, I thought it would on a second viewing. It really doesn't. Uh, Skyfall, uh, when uh, oh. Javier Bardem comes down the elevator and has that little sequence with uh james bond where he's like flirting but being menacing at the same time and saying yeah, money was good. bad you know uh, what though i think even a better version of that you would just say heath ledger's joker speech that like, one too the whole about you know how do i get these scars either one of those is a great monologue when he, uh when he comes into to the gangsters i don't want to kill you trick. Uh, I have uh, the This Is How I Win from Uncut Gems is my last honorable mention out of a couple. I like that movie. Uh... <laughs> you know what also, uh, Skyfall? You know what is another Skyfall? Casino Royale. You know who's in Casino Royale? Mads Mikkelsen. Mads ah, Mikkelsen's sure. birthday <laughs> was yesterday as we record. Happy birthday to our Lord and Savior, one of our... One of our tree kings. One As of... you were saying about, uh, 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 what's his name, Michael Shannon, I was like, well, I want to see Michael Shannon and Mads Mikkelsen in a movie together. Why don't those dudes play a movie in a movie where they're like crazy-ass brothers? What's There's that. That would have great energy. They just how weird each other. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just like uh, hard-angled faces and weird energies. Yeah, we, we all love him. Uh, thanks to the Hannibal, that's our shared love. That's probably one of his best performances ever because I feel like uh, even though Hopkins is great as this Madison character, uh, Mads was able to show why he fooled everybody. Like that charm and that that just he put anybody could fall in love with him. And then he also showed that serial killer vibes, which was a very good switch that he can turn on and off. So that's a great performance. And I do want to pick Casino Royale as one of my picks and leave the or. Or yeah, I'll leave it. I'll leave that hanging for then. I'll do Valhalla Rising then. Valhalla oh, see, Rising I'm, is how that was, I that was met. Good. That was like my honorable mention. That's a good yeah. one. So Valhalla Rising was how I met Mads. Uh, you know, one of the, yeah. back back in my day when you used to just flip channels and we had a few of those HBO channels. My dad, you know, spending that money. Um, yeah, and I think it was on one of those random HBOs. This dude with just one eye, and I would just, I just was, I don't know, I was like, all right, fuck it, I'm just gonna watch this. And the entire fucking movie, he doesn't say a word, yet you understand everything that he's thinking, everything that he's doing, everything that he wants to do. And Matt's just kills it. Like I, he is genuinely uh, intimidating, and you can see emotions behind that one eye, even though the makeup is not great. I'm just gonna say that, uh, but the movie's awesome, and he's teaming up with uh, Ruffing, 
winning pain. I'm never going to say that name. Was winning Riffin? Yeah, that's, that's, I think, um, and right. he did Pusher with him before, and Pusher 1 and 2, and he's pretty good in those two. So if you want to see how he started, that's how he legit started. Uh, Joe, how about you talk about yeah. Casino Royale? Yeah, so I guess I'm the more uh, Mads, uh, Mads Mikkelsen virgin here of like what I've seen of his. <laughs> oh, you just waited. Uh, so what, I was gonna uh, pick Rogue One where he's in it for five minutes. <laughs> uh, he could have been great in that fucking movie if they just let anyway. No, it'd be great. Um, they used so, to they they, they abuse. I, I I will never get over how two biggest Disney franchises wasted him in the same year. It was like within mm-hmm. six months of each other. They used the he same was in Rogue One eye. and Doctor Strange. And they both totally wasted him. He was useless. For some reason, they both they both made his eyes like crack crackly, like both had weird eye makeup shit going on. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean no. more. I, that's more in the Doctor Strange. He's just like a normal guy in Rogue One. No, I think in Rogue One he has like something. They have something nah, going on. Oh, you're wrong. Casino Royale. All right. So Casino Royale. So Le Chiffre. Uh, I don't know. He makes such a great. It's it, it, it's the best Bond movie, first of all, Casino Royale, oh, especially with the modern day ones. Hundred percent. And it's um, it's not like it's the Bond that introduced the world, saying, "Hey, these movies are gonna be good. They're gonna be modern day. They're not. They're not the corniness of the Pierce Brosnan, and they're not the '80s and the '70s. And I like. Came, I like they were like, "Hey." Have you seen the Bourne movies? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what they did. They kind of Bourne identity James Bond. You were sneakers. It's the internet. You can't like but, a movie without me telling you it fucking sucks. But, uh, <laughs> but in it, you have Mads Mikkelsen playing this great fucking smooth, now classic Bond villain that doesn't get the love he deserves as a Bond villain. I would say that, he, like, yeah, he's definitely up there. I, like, I would consider that, uh, him a top-end Bond very, villain. Yeah. I'm not a Bond guy, but like, I that, would say he that, holds his own. Uh, their poker scene of like is so fucking intense where you get that like more introduction and they sit down. I don't know. It it's just a good it's a good villain. It's a good match performance. Fun fact, he he was actually crying blood from the makeup from Valhalla Rising. So he oh, it was real blood that he was crying. Oh, it's, a, it's definitely a star making turn for him. Oh yeah. So. Yes. Like his sequence with uh, Bond, like when he's smacking his balls, uh, with that, uh, so good. It's such a brutal, t- uh, good lord! Like it's such oh. a specific, it's such a specific uh, torture device. Like it's such a like, and he, like he went to his henchman. And he's Saul, like Saul was big at the time. Stripping naked, cut a hole in a chair. I'm gonna smack his balls. And there's something. There is something like uh, like that every man can relate to because of sitting on a toilet about your balls kind of dangling and feeling kind of vulnerable about that. You know, <laughs> imagine if instead of some water splashing up on them, a big knotted rope hit them <laughs> at full force. Fucked up. Huge man. balls. Daniel Craig, big balls. Well, he's big. like a human potato. So he's got a big potato balls. Probably. I bet after that, like he, he had like, Swollen testicles for the rest of the Bond career, right? That'd be like, amazing if, like, why he was so all grumpy. the Bond movies, he's like, kind of surprised Austin Powers has to use that as like a villain type yet. They have to come back first, they have to do uh, just, just, just wait till Mike Myers finds a reason to make a fourth one. 
He's got too much. Well, they've got the thing like the end of the Brosnan era and the whole Daniel Craig era have come and gone in the time since the last Austin Powers movie. So like, there's plenty to mine from now. Like, imagine like you you put Austin instead of pairing him up with a woman this time, you pair him up with like a Daniel Craig Bond or a James uh, like a like a Jason Bourne type, and so he's all like serious and tough and badass, and like you know Austin's like. Austin, you know, yeah. <laughs> they do that. With I wouldn't be shocked if Paramount Plus like threw him an absurd amount of money to like rev- do a a a, 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 a Austin Powers revival. He's not doing anything it. else. You know what I mean? He's just chilling. Like he hadn't made a movie I, in I forever. Even, I even I even fuck with Goldmember, even though it sucks. I watch. Oh, it. I love Goldmember. I don't. Every every couple of years, I can. I'm like I'm like that's actually probably funnier than you remember. Go back and watch it again, and I'm always disappointed. I'm always <laughs> like, no, this sucks. It's a bad movie, but I'll watch it. <laughs> I like them all. Uh, I mean, now listen, the Love Guru. No, Not that's good. a piece of shit. <laughs> All so right, let's, let's get back on Matt. Who's, who's, talking, who's turn good. is to talk about Matt? TJ? TJ. I don't watch Matt Mickelson films. I would give a shit all about right, the Ryan, Matt Mickelson movie. Hey, but shout out Hannibal. It's one of the best series of all time. It should come back with the fourth season. I think it's oh. one of the greatest things ever. Was it third? It should be fourth. Oh, fourth. Right? It would be fourth, yeah. yeah. Um, I think he plays amazing Hannibal. I don't watch his fucking movies. I can't get through Doctor Strange it's other than that, and then him fighting the polar bear. Why you didn't you didn't watch the hunt, uh, the Danish movie where he's accused of being a pedophile? You, you, that's right up your alley. What about Men and Chicken? Hey, that was like a movie I watched. What about like the last it. drink or like something? Another round, beautiful another round. Another round. Yeah, another round. round. I'm surprised. I'm shocked IMDb. that Yusef didn't say another round. I'm I thought that really... was gonna be your pick. On My on Google it says he was in Thor: Dark World too. Or Dark, Thor 2 Dark World, and I was like, that's not oh, real. It was a mid-credit, was a mid-credit scene. Oh, okay, yeah. Hey, I don't fuck care about the guy. He's not. Tom Atkins is the guy in this podcast, not him. He is. Right. Or Tom Noonan. Shout out both those guys who also played Red Dragon and Cannibal. The world's just coming together, boys. Hey, Brian, who you got? What you got? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, another round should definitely be at least brought up it's a it was an excellent movie uh, you can tell it was good because they're gonna try to remake it in america it's gonna suck but it was good go watch it it's on hulu last uh, right New York. Now. and then there's another one on hulu just from last year i really enjoyed which was uh writers of justice is a uh, kind of a revenge story but like a good revenge story, it doesn't go the way you think it's going to, and uh, yeah. that's that's the what you need. You can't just have the shout out the movie. We're going violence to is good, and the answer that can't be your movie's point. So you got to do something <laughs> different. Um, but did that you, was yeah. Did you watch Hannibal, the, like, the the one um, the Netflix one? Uh, Polar. Polar. It was all right. It was just kind of like one of those. I thought it was going to be Netflix better. action movies like Gunpowder Milkshake. They all kind of run so. together. Yeah, I was, Netflix uh, really my... hasn't done a good action movie. Like a no, my... There's movie. one. There's a martial arts one that I watched. Um, oh, Into the Darkness or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Rogue One. Rogue One. That's what it was. Thanks, TJ. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it was the one Yusef said, that Into the Dark or something like that. Or, yeah. You know, yeah, but it's, that one is like overly long, but it's pretty good. Yeah, it's almost like it was like a martial arts movie, but also really like grisly, gruesomely violent. Yeah, yeah. super violent. 
Uh, Red Notice sucked, dude. My uncle. I would put not that even sh- watch that. My I, uncle I put that shit on. Uh, back home, but in Puerto Rico, I was like, "What the?" Like fuck? all those actors, it looks like a fake fucking movie that would be in like a throwaway gag going to. Yo, like, in, the in, movies. In, uh, got three rock around like a the, yeah, like, the, uh, like fucking and Seinfeld. Spoiler. Like Brian Reynolds is doing a movie where he's playing himself, talking about all the shitty movies he's been in, and that's one of mm-hmm. them. Like spoiler, spoiler alert: The Rock and and Gal Gadot like end up together, and that has to be. Like two paper bags trying to be a couple, like no charismatic, nothing. It was like two inanimate objects just standing next to each other, and the movie's like, "Ooh, they're in love. Look at it. Look, they they want to fuck each other." And they're like, "Did you see?" There's. I was just watching somebody was tweeting about how like The Rock and Tom Cruise and like some of these like movie stars that still sell movies kind of off their name don't really have any like chemistry with any yeah. love interest in any of their movies. And, and someone else pointed out to them that like Tom Cruise has much better chemistry with his male co-stars <laughs> and that the rock had the best chemistry of his whole career with the gorilla from rampage. Yeah. So. <laughs> and, it's, oh, oh, and it's actually something, it's something weird because <laughs> like you would, you would, uh, you would think maybe, maybe with, uh, in the rundown, probably that's his most chemistry that he's yeah, ever Kevin had. Hart, him and Kevin Hart have good chemistry when they're movies together. Yeah, but Kevin, uh, maybe, yeah, fine. How Kevin Hart and him get back together for that stupid uh, animated DC pet film? Oh yeah, I had to see a trailer for that when I went to see Ghostbusters. It was unpleasant. <laughs> yes. Oh, how was? Uh, every time I'm watching, if I'm watching something and it's animated nope. and they hear the voice nope. of Kevin nope. Hart, I know that's a thing I will never need to see. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, but Secret, that's a kids movie, right? Secret Life of Pets. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So speaking of Secret Life of Pets, what if it was dark? I said a kids movie. I gave you, I gave you like an in. Yeah, said, I've been hey, good on the segways all movie. fucking day. Now you. Why Why did you go with Secret Life of Pets, man? I didn't pick Secret Life of Pets. I was trying to fucking segue. <laughs> I know, but I'm stepping all right, on the segue. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. It's the worst. This podcast is the worst. It's We're terrible. Um, all right, so uh, I, I saw this weekend, I saw this really disturbing image and, like, poem on TikTok of this, like, uh winnie the pooh but like what if it was like actually like dark and it was like christopher robin like marching like kids he kidnapped and dressed them up like winnie the pooh characters and it's kind of gave them a little insight it was very imaginative Peter so what i asked the guys serial is, killer christopher robin i think it was yeah, called or something like yeah, that yeah so what i asked the guys is what's a children's story that you would like make that would make a, a gruesome tale um so whoever wants to start first, uh, feel free. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Brian, please. Um, it would so be a fun out of box question. Enjoy from it that I that I watched a couple of years ago, um, and then I actually did a DVD bunker on it, so you know you can check that out. It's called Burning Bright, and it's about a guy who locks his uh, daughter, his stepdaughter, and her brother. In her autistic brother in a house and sets a lo- loose a hungry tiger. The house is all boarded up for a for a hurricane, and he sets loose a hungry tiger in the house, hoping that it will kind of just the situation will just take care of itself. Sure. Um, what the fuck? It's a good and it was very tense and suspenseful movie because when you have a wild animal in the mix, you know it's it's, it's like always that's awesome. 
Huh? What? Like Crawl, that really shitty alligator movie. Yeah, no, but good, like a good oh. movie. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Anyway, so what I was thinking was like a Goldilocks and the Three Bears, but so, like similar to that, where you have just a girl by herself locked in a house with three full-size bears. Well, just like uh, Brian, one has what? to be large, one has to be medium. Well, they can all be. I guess I just wanted to make sure that no, nobody's no, a cub. They're all dangerous. Nobody's They're all of age to do damage. So they're all adults. One can be enormous, like a Kodiak. That'll be the dad. You know, the mom can be like just a terrifyingly large bear. And then the baby can they be. They'll have a little distinction to them. So you like yeah. see the tail metaphor in the movie. Right, right, sure. And yeah, she one, would like. One should, be, one should be just right. Yeah, and she should try to throw like hot porridge at them or something. You know what I mean? There would be different That's fun. things that would tie in. But it could get really, you know, it could get scary because bear movies are very scary. If you ever seen yeah. Backcountry, that's a really fun bear movie. Oh, yeah, that's a great movie. The Country Bears with Haley Joel Osment. Have you ever seen Bruce the Maze? Brother that... Bear. That's that's a racist Disney yeah. cartoon. Who you up with that one? Gay Bears. Uh, all right, yeah. Hell yeah. You saw Yeah. Yeah. Yusuf? What? Um, Peter Pie Piper. Uh, I think uh, that one's pretty straightforward. I feel like the actual original story was pretty fucked up. Uh, even though Disney or not. Uh, what's the story, please? Piper. Peter Pie Piper. No, yeah. but tell us what, what did it, like, what the... Can I, can I get to it? Like, I'm, yes. I was doing the rhyme. I was building to it. God damn. We're real we're killing it today. Um <laughs> like the original story is pretty fucked up. Disney tried to make it cute with the rats and all that shit. But uh the original story was really just this dude was kidnapping kids. So it could be uh, like a very like kind of like that uh like that Ethan Hawk movie that's coming out right now. That what? type of serial killer that just takes kids. Uh this dude with a flout with a flute just playing this magical music that kids cannot um, resist. What is you them off. Peter Piper? Yeah, Peter Piper. Pied Piper. Right. Pied Peter Piper. Piper, Piper Peter. Picked a pack of pickled peppers. A pack of pickled peppers, Peter Piper picked. If Peter Piper picked a pack of pickled peppers, how many pickled peppers did Peter Piper pick? That's not the same thing that I'm thinking of. No, pie, like pay the Pied Piper. Yeah, the Pied Piper is oh, like... Oh, with the, the rat. The flute. Yeah. yeah, the rats follow him. That's, That's why I asked Yusuf to explain the story like, to us. Have, like, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes type vibe. No, but I said the rats. Like, he plays the flute, yeah. and the rats come out of the town, and the people pay him, and if they don't pay him, he takes the kids. And, well, he brings back the rats, or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, he's a fucking serial killer that plays the flute, and people can't resist his flute, and he kills them, essentially. Like, that would be an easy way to make a serial killer out of a children's story. That's that's my pitch. I like okay. it. I got something. No, you don't. No, just off the dome. I doubt you're going to get something there. It's literally off the fucking dome. If you wind back, you can see my brain going. Just come <laughs> with something really bad. Um, anyway, uh, I'm thinking with this one, kind of same thing that you are, Yusef. Um, old, like Rhyme, Jack and Joe. Not Adam Sandler's Jack and Joe, Joe, before you even fucking say it. <laughs> oh, fetch a pail of water. Uh, let me just go refresh my Duncan no, picture this. Shailene Woodley, okay? Aaron Rodgers, starring the first film together. They're climbing, they're climbing Mount Everest, right? 
Aaron Rodgers dies right away, Drew Barrymore style. But there is a fountain of youth rumor myth about Mount Everest, right? So Shane Lee Woolley spends her entire time going up that mountain to find that thing, to go tumbling after, to bring back a zombie Aaron Rodgers with COVID, more than likely. No vaccination card. Shout out Aaron Rodgers, best quarterback in the league. Um, I just feel that like... looks like shit. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> fucking whip a ball of his hands. Guys, you guys see me at the, at the, when I was doing the thing? You know what I mean? I was, I was a good high school quarterback. Um, I just feel like this is like one of those, like, i never seen Hans on Gretel yet. Not the, one? not the Jeremy Renner, the other one, but the they're both the new like, what? One they're fucking both good. Are <laughs> they? Gretel, Witch Hunters, and then Gretel and Hansel, which is the horror one that was done by yeah, they're, they're uh, good. Oz Perkins last year. And you know what? They're fucking both good. <laughs> yeah, they're both good. I will watch those. I will um, I'm thinking like something stupid like that. Maybe we. Oh, can drag me to hell vibe with fucking. Paramount Plus will make it a TV series, Joe. You think it's we're a movie? Just- we're just giving giving money to Paramount Plus for everything. <laughs> I was gonna say, why? Like, why? We're picking the one we've referenced multiple times. The one that we none of us watch. <laughs> I bought it one time to watch Spider-Man. All so, right, fine, oh. fine. Apple TV, Apple TV. Yeah, yeah. All right, Apple. yeah, Apple TV. <laughs> no one. I don't even. I'm actually not even convinced Apple TV exists. <laughs> Apple TV, you have to cast someone like a lot bigger than Aaron Rodgers. You probably have to get like. <laughs> Tom, never mind. Anyway, so yeah, like a Jack Tom and Joe, it's really fucking stupid. They just take the concept of the dumb idea and just stretch it out as far as they can to make as much minimum money as they can because he's not going to make a lot of money. None of these movies are going to make a lot of money. It's the most like minimum thing you're going to get on like maybe a Thanksgiving weekend, shop Thanksgiving turkeys when this comes. Great. Out. Uh, you're so out. I, I, I basically might. My pick, I stole a, I stole it. I was going to take it right there. One of those, um, like, gruesome theory, like, fan conspiracy theories that come out every once in a while. And one that always bothered me was the Rugrats. I don't know if anyone has ever heard the Rugrats theory of this. But it fit this Explain it. Thank you. you yeah, what's the theory, Joe? Yeah. Well, are you going to tell us the theory? Hold no. on, wait. Joe. Tell me a theory. All right, thanks, TJ. <laughs> when are you going to get right. to the part where we know the theory? <laughs> you said all the baby. Yeah, of it right here. Just like, all right, here you go, read it. <laughs> all the babies are dead, minus Dill. Uh, and the whole show is like what we kind of saw, but like from the other perspective of actually this, because I think that would be creepy. So, like, Chucky, why he's, I mean, yeah. Chucky died in childbirth with his mother. That's why she's fucking dead and he's around. Tommy was a stillbirth, and that's why he's so, like, adventurous and, like, whimsical. Phil and Lil were actually one child of an unknown gender that was aborted by their parents. And this is this is why all their traits kind of fit each one of those, those, um, those tragedies. But this is, all th- this is all in the mind of Angelica. Who, who is just assuming what it would be like to have other children around since she's a lonely, only child with shitty parents. Wow. So that's a theory. That's an actual like online theory people have about the Rugrats, and it's, some people have written it pretty fucking Why gross. Why is she so mean to them, then, if she's just imagining being with them? Well, it's, I mean, it's not ironclad. 
and he's bullying all of us nonstop. He's Angelica. I'm Tommy because obviously because you're because you're still, still, still born. Um, Chucky has red hair. Uh, and you know what's funny? Oh, you said definitely Chucky. Sure. You know what's funny? I was thinking about it too. Is the series out there, and there's a fucking episode of Rugrats where they do a wonderful life without Chucky, if Chucky was never born, and it's fucking dark. Does anyone remember that, that episode? Sounds dark. Like Chucky's going around, and his dad it has a sock puppet pretending is oh, his best yes. friend, and like Phil and Lil live in fucking filth because their parents can't get their shit together. And, like, Tommy's basically homeless. It's a really good episode, but it's kind of this theory just, you know, actually done in the show. That's weird. That's uh, I like that show. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. That That's a good theory. Go on. Uh, the internet has a lot of good, like, if you just type in cartoon, like, like horror theories of, like, alternate ways they should be. Like, SpongeBob is, um, it's kind of implied that it's actually the nuclear testing center. Like all, they're all supposed to be from the nuclear blast, which might not even be a theory. Yeah, Yeah, which might not even be a theory. They might be legitimately the explanation of the show because of Bikini Bottom, Bikini Atoll. Yeah. Could you imagine watching like Rocco's Modern Life and Heifers just like keeping bodies in his basement the entire time? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm with that. Ren and Stimpy. It's like Stimpy isn't actually Stimpy. It's Ren in a Stimpy suit, and he's just wearing the skin and the whole. I. for days when trying to think or of an imagine if like for... the guy who created Ren and Stimpy like groomed 15 year old girls and flew them out to Hollywood and then like oh but, and like who had relations in relationships with them and that everybody happened. on set knew about it like who worked on the show knew so I was trying to if you guys actually That's might real. be able to help me out I was trying to think of, <laughs> I thought shut the fuck up for a second <laughs> you just got destroyed <laughs> Oh, yes. Man, that's is that real? That's real, real. That, that's that real, 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 real. That's very real. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what Brian exactly was talking about. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to put it on the screen while you react to Brian saying it. I just zoom in on TJ. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I don't like that. Okay, keep that's going. That's really real no, shit right I there. No, I think you guys can help me out, though, because I was Super trying to think of a story... I thought a cat dog would have been a good like alternative gruesome tale, but I couldn't think of a cat fucking good idea. Cat dog gruesome just at all. Like it's got two heads and no asshole. Yeah, like why is that? Like chicken dog. little. Like did you, you actually, actually get like? Have you guys seen Melancholia, where the entire world is waiting for the for the moon to land on top of the earth and just destroy well, it? That movie's coming out now. It's called Moonfall. No, right? no, Melancholia came out. Kristen Dunst. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Chicken Little, and actually, the world ends, and it's very fucked up. And I would, I would watch that. Yeah, no, My that's a good. I didn't realize any of these fucking movies. I never seen Chicken Run, by the way. But Chicken Brian, Little, Brian ruined this entire episode for me. I don't. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just realizing that I am like uh, unhealthily obsessed with celebrities who get away with committing crimes. So like. It's you why you won't see on my mind. It's so now why you I won't see Twitter. that Ren and Stimpy creator in any of the Nicktoons documentaries that pop up now. Now I have to go to Twitter. I have to make a video of me throwing out any Ren and Stimpy Blu-rays DVDs that I have in the trash. I game. have I have all the DVDs and I've watched them recently because they're just, no no yeah, Joe you, Joe you just threw them out. I threw them out. I'm sorry. They're out. I'm I'm completely yeah. wiped oh, my hands. 
Right, so let's throw away this segment and go to the movie. Oh, oh the oh, movie. Okay, this okay. is my pick. This is my episode, so this was my pick. Um, this is a little movie I saw actually in the theater. It came out in 99, I think. Yes. Uh, this is Arlington nice. Road, starring Jeff Bridges and Tim Robbins and Joan Cusack. And it was like Tony either Stark's you watch Star Wars or you watch Arlington Road. That's yeah. Uh, actually, I remember also at the same theater. I was down in Virginia. Down in Virginia, I saw the same theater. I saw uh, South Park, Bigger, Longer, Uncut, and The Sixth Sense at this theater. Shout out! The so kid. that's the era we're in. That's the era. Well, the we're kid in, that that kid is no that that kid is unbreakable. Unbreakable. He's also gladiator. Yeah. Oh, the kid is in yeah, Unbreakable Gladiator, and the other kid is fucking is Dennis, Dennis Menace. Menace. Oh yeah, he's a little older no, in this one. Yeah. Oh shit! Grady, yes, Grady yeah, is Grady. Dennis the Menace. Uh, great yeah. opening. We got a great opening where Jeff Bridges comes upon a child with his hand blown off, which is uh, something you don't you don't see every day. <laughs> that wacky Dennis the Menace had a cherry bomb in his uh, in his slingshot and it held on a little too long. Yeah, a couple of his fucking fingers off. But um, I'll give a quick plot synopsis because. Not, some of you guys hadn't seen this movie or even heard of it. So yeah, it's a forgotten most movie. People, most people probably haven't. So let me run through the plot, at least uh, basic for people. Um, Jeff Bridges plays a professor at a college who teaches like uh, classes about about terrorism and probably other historical topics. Um, he, like I said, finds a young boy wandering the road who's had an accident. And in taking him to the hospital and getting help, he meets the kid's parents, who are uh, Tim Robbins and Joan Cusack, who are, like, new to the neighborhood. And they strike up a friendship. But then Jeff Bridges starts to become suspicious of Tim Robbins because he's getting, like, weird pieces of mail. And he's kind of lying about where they're coming from. And he's just – and so, you know, Jeff Bridges starts to investigate a little bit. And um, also should be noted that Jeff Bridges had a wife – who was killed. She was an FBI agent. She was killed in a botched raid on a uh, compound on like a, like a militia kind of gun family, family of gun nuts kind of deal. And we um, get, we get, but it's important to note that time. the, the FBI is, this is like, again, this is a pre nine 11 movie where you're still allowed to portray um, cops as idiots and, and have, and making mistakes. And so they do. Um, Bloods. Anyway, and then as it plays out, Jeff Bridges, I don't, you know, we won't get, I won't go into spoiler territory yet. I don't know how we're, if we're, I, we, this is a spoiler show, yeah. but we can talk about that as we go. But anyway, Jeff Bridges investigates further and finds out that Tim Robbins and his family are maybe not quite what they seem. And I mean, we'll probably, probably like, uh, tense, paranoid thriller. It's the kind of adult thriller that they don't make it's anymore. It's a bad movie. He would never come out in the theaters these days. This is a straight to streaming release uh, in the year 2021. Yeah. No it's one is... Uh, it's, it's like a little too long, but I see... Oh, a, that what is it, like an hour 40? That's not so bad. Two hours. Yeah. Seven. It's two hours. Is it two, two full hours? Okay. Two full hours. Um, um, but I do see it like a TNT movie. Like a yeah. cool TNT movie. Yeah, it's a perfect, it's a great Sunday afternoon TNT. Yeah. Oh, this looks neat. Take a 20 minute sad. nap in like, the middle, you won't miss much, you know. It's a shot breakdown, which I would assume be the same type of thing. We talked about this before. 
I watch TNT and TBS religiously on Sundays from fucking 11 a.m. until 9 p.m. at night when I fell asleep for school the next day. But, like, I've never seen this movie in that stretch ever. It's always, like, The Goonies, followed by so-and-so, followed no. by so-and-so. It, but, like, this movie deserves to be, if not, yeah. like, a, a solid place in these type of, like, channels. Like, I've never seen this movie. Obviously, I don't know if this is the first time for everybody. It is me, yeah. But, like, this yeah, movie. Yeah, nobody can see it about me, right? Yeah. That's, if I would have seen this, yeah. before, this could have been, like, episode 55 for me. TJ. TJ, this movie needs to go like Arlington Road, and then up next, Murder at fifteen at fifteen hundred, or like or like the Tim Robbins Tim Robbins Sunday, and after Shawshank, this comes on, like you know. But um, (laughs) Jacob's Ladder plays at night, you know. (laughs) What's wild is this movie. Although being that we are doing a little disservice because this movie is pretty fucking wild, right? Like. Like this movie is the type of movie that upsets me. We'll get into it because yeah, it. I think it starts off for me. I'm like, all right, it's gonna be your normal like crime thriller. Uh, the game of cat and mouse. He's gonna suspect the neighbors. When I realize the terrorists, suspect the neighbors are terrorists. Get close. Plots foiled. That's the movie, right? That that's the movie. In my I, head. And I, I think you get a really um, one of the most amazing parts of this movie is Joan Cusack. Yeah, Jones Cusack is so much fun in this fucking movie. That's what I'm saying. Like she plays that fucking Addison values like to a T almost, where you don't know the background at all, and you don't even think that maybe there's one scene that obviously gives it away. Blah blah blah. But um, like when it comes to these type of fucking films, like with you guys, and I'm watching these fucking movies, all I'm thinking of the whole time is like, why did I pick this first? And I'm not giving you a shout out, Ryan. It's like one of those things where, like, how haven't I seen this? No one's seen this type of movie before. Yeah. It's just, it falls in the cracks. I mean, it's 99. It's like pre, you know, 2000. Well, saying, there was just like, a, 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 we didn't realize we had a glut of, like, thrillers for grownups that you could just go to, like, the theater and there's one coming out every couple of weeks. We didn't know. They just don't make movies like this. It's kind of wild. Not mainstream movies like this. There's plenty of them on Netflix and on Hulu and shit. But like, you don't get you don't get your straight uh, coming to the theater with like your big stars and shit. It's wild. Earlier in this show, we were talking about like TV series. Like, there's too many series out. Fucking Google Arlington Road Road today. First thing comes up from April. It's not even an old article. Being like Arlington Road uh, TV series in development. I literally actually think I'm Paramount Plus. I'm not even making a, a joke here. And 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 it's like, why? Like, it, it's not a bad idea for a fucking TV series. But, like, what a random piece of IP that they were going to It's gonna not bring. even, like, 12 Monkeys, which is something people kind of remember. It's literally something nobody remembers. No. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you who remembers this movie. My dad, when I vaguely explain it to him on Thanksgiving on Thursday, and I go, oh, yeah, yeah, I think I remember that movie. Yeah, but, like, can we talk about that series, though? But, like, I mean, again, we're still, like, the vague explaining just in case somebody hasn't seen it and we sell it enough for them to see and then we're going to uh, spoilers. But, like, I don't, I feel like what would that series focus on since the the theme of it would unless it's just a limited series and it, it ends the same way unless you want to focus on the terrorist organization i was saying, I like think the more, a little more both sidesing you know on the yeah. in it you would like see from you know you would have you would follow both sets of characters a little bit more probably yeah, it'd be more like the americans 
Yeah, so, I'm like, like American. Sure. Goddamn it! I'm gonna be fully like open with you guys. This was almost my pass. You know what I mean? Don't <laughs> Me have that. TJ. We don't talk I about. Just didn't have time. We don't have pass that we'll make a joke of if we ever pass a movie. Brian's done it once. I think he's I the only one done it. Um, I almost did it, but I watched the trailer and it got me sucked in. So I just have questions. Uh, kind of fast forwarding. Don't mean to spoil this, but the whole. We'll see. If we can get into spoilers. Three spoilers. Like said, everybody's fairly positive spoilers. on this. If you like oh, yeah. a good dad movie, a watch it. Tense thriller. It's got good actors in it. You know, give it a watch. Right? We, we you would at least say give it a chance. And everybody Jim Robbins say, gives a 100%. really fun performance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're we're going into spoiler territory from here on out. This movie doesn't end the way you want it to. No. But my question is... I was upset. I was watching this on a very low volume on a train at the very end. last like 45 minutes, which you probably shouldn't do. But he visits the dad... Yeah, it's the, Tim Robbins is talking about... It's a... It's a uh, because Jeff Bridges does this class on terrorism, yeah. he... One of the people so convenient. about... Well, was it on sees... purpose or was it convenient? A co- coincidence? Well, it looked like they targeted. I think Did the he ending move tells it you in front of him on purpose yeah. or was it coincidence? I feel like they target Jeff Bridges because of what happened purpose. with his wife. Because okay. he could yeah. already be. He's he teaches the class about it. He's got a wife. He lost the wife to that, so he makes a good scapegoat. I do feel and like you're the group targets went, him. You're and, thinking way back and kind of yeah. were like, this guy's been involved with some shit. We'll live next to him if anything fucking jumps off. I mean, I don't. I'm sure they didn't plan for their kid to blow his hand off. That wasn't part of it. But like, I think whatever would have happened, they would have hooked up with him probably. You're missing the key there, and the fucking student who was in his class, who was one of the conspirators, yeah, was framed. Who was frame? Who helped frame uh, uh, Jeff Bridges at the end? At the end it's yeah. all a plan. She was in there. She's been in his class enrolled. Can we talk about? I I tweeted about this. I this is like a huge thing that has bothered me for years about this movie, right? So he's uh he's dating Jeff Bridges. His wife is dead, but he's got a, he's a like a former teacher's aide. He's, he's dating. He's fucking obsessed with his dead wife. Like what's let this, it uh, go. Hope, what's her name? Hope Davis, who's Tony Stark's mom, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She's okay. So in the movie. She doesn't believe him. I mean, it's just like classic paranoid movie. He's starting to figure some things out, but she doesn't believe him. Oh, they're just our nice neighbors. But then she sees some suspicious shit with Tim Robbins, like switching cars. She follows him. She's like, oh, I saw it. She calls Jeff Bridges. I saw some shit. And then um, Joan Cusack comes upon her at the store. And the next thing you know, she's in a car accident. And she dies. Now, you never see her body and you never hear a person actually say the words to Jeff Bridges and because of the conspiratorial nature of the movie, also you wouldn't be you, you you would be forgiven if maybe like one of the cops was in on it and like told him she was dead. Yeah. Because at the very end of the movie, when the, like the final shit is going down, there's a girl with a blonde ponytail who is just like her. Who is the teacher or the 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 student you're talking about? And I have always thought it was her, and that they had turned his girlfriend on him, or mm-hmm. like she had always been in on it. But I'm watching it this time, and I'm like, the and I'm, I'm like racking my brain because it's definitely like the way it's filmed. It wasn't like so that, Brian. and it finally took Sarah to just be like, "That's not her. That's a different actress." Yeah. And I fought with, I tripled down on this. So I Brian. like argued with Sarah about <laughs> it, 
and she made I, me look very stupid. <laughs> so, no, Brian, I thought the same thing. I'm not even kidding. I thought the same thing. I rewound it. Like, I was like, okay. And then she's I'll be honest. The phone, I, she's got the earpiece, and she's kind of, they're, they're filming her from an up angle. Mm-hmm. She really looks like her She looks girlfriend. just like her. But at the I end, thought, I went a little confessional, it's definitely not her. I went to the Wikipedia and in the last paragraph, it says, reveals one of the conspirators, like kind of what I just said, I think they use conspirators, says on TV, confirming, implicating him in the murder. And I was like, okay, that what they would have said in the description, his ex-wife, his ex- girlfriend. girlfriend, yeah, who faked um, her death or something. But just like, I'm like sure, her. I've seen this movie, a, you know, half dozen times over 20 years, and that's something that You're has bothered me, and it took my wife to just be like, no, dummy, that's just a different actress. So I was, uh, I was like, no, it's, a good it's a good question. And I, I, doubled, I fought, I was like, oh, you look up your phone for two minutes, for two minutes and you already, you think you know what's going on? I mean, she really made me look foolish. I think that's, a, <laughs> I think that wouldn't be a bad little twist at the end to really no, dig it so in. It, it just wasn't paid. It wasn't planted well. It was like, yeah. if they want to do that, they messed up in the way they performed that character. That's what was always mm-hmm. got me. I was like, she doesn't seem like there's no indication she's in on it. They would have had to have turned her. Like, and how would that have happened? And, and there like, interaction with Joe, Joe, uh, Joe Cusick wouldn't have made sense. Right, right. Her calling him wouldn't have made sense and stuff like that. So, no. Shout out so to I Sarah. I was watching was the right. movie. Cleared, I was watching the up. movie. I was watching the movie and they they kept harping on I feel like this is probably some things that they could have cut down and just have his field trip. But they they were harping on like, you know, who was the bad guy and like people just wanting to know the name and uh, establishing um, guilt or, or hate or paranoia on that one person, right? And I kept and I kept waiting for. There were twists because there were a lot of them, but the main twist that I kept waiting for was like Tim Robbins being a good guy and him being consumed by paranoia and actually like him being like teaching what he's not applying, like him wanting Tim Robbins to be a bad guy because that would be. You know, justification. That would be an easy or, answer for him, yeah. So that's what I kept waiting for. Like the other twists were cool, but that's an interesting like, idea. I, like it would have been cool to have something like that in it too. But, but I, I do like. I, I really enjoy the way this kind of bad guy when he was drinking milk. Like I knew, I knew Tim Robbins was bad news when he was having dinner, having political discussions while drinking a glass of milk. Like I was like, Boris yep, theory. Hey, bad Boris guy. theory. That's the worst thing, right? You had that whole scene. I'm gonna stand for this milk slander, okay? I'm a a, we're a milk family here. Bad guy, can't tell by my face. I'm (laughs) with the milk family. You had that whole scene where he had like Jeff Bridges kind of realized a lot of things. He shows up in the backyard. He's having a huge party, and he shows love that party. I love it. He's like that whole like fucking scene where it's like the three, the two dudes and Joan Cusack and Tim Robbins, where he's like screaming at him. Look, Tim Robbins is a big guy. What? Maybe six, five, six, six ish. Yeah. Big I guy. think he's six, six, seven. I think Jeff Bridges could beat the shit out of Tim Robbins. The, the physicality that they give to Tim Robbins in this is yeah. kind of out of bounds. He's but got I big Pete Davidson energy here. He's all... <laughs> <laughs> He's gangly. Huge Pete Davidson energy. It's like one of those things where, like, I feel like, because they show Jeff Bridges... I don't know why they do this. They did in Iron Man. They do it in a couple movies where he's in bed, shirtless, just for no fucking reason. Gotta get he's the guns out, baby. Maybe it's in his contract. 
this director loves dark contrast. It's like fade to oh, black, yeah. fucking, it's just a small screen with one light focusing on the main director with dial or the oh, main and, and So I was where the kids are playing and Jeff oh, Bridges is like, all right, clean up, we're going to have dinner. I was like, I thought it was midnight. That's <laughs> what I thought. I'm like, he's like, go fight big firecrackers. And you're like, wait a minute. What time is he? He's like, I'm about to start dinner. You're like, it feels like it's nine o'clock at night. I'm yeah. watching. Some <laughs> That's what I bet. So I, yeah, I they were like, out. I wonder if he's a bad guy, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like wait a minute. I but like this to... things like with this movie is like it it focuses on those type of moments, but I net they threw the Joe Cusack thing at me. Even the little girls, which I didn't know he had little girls. Again, the volume was super low in this movie. I think it's like one of the quietest. The creepy movies. daughters. He's got a couple of shining daughters. No idea they were in there. But then she's like, "That's my daddy's." Oh, they, they did not buy his story at all. He's like, "Nope, you're not coming in here, bitch." And he's the like, "Little girl busts him out," which is like, "In your phone." That's but so it worked. It, it all goes back to. The, the flashback of his wife when she's talking to a little boy and she's like, oh, we're here to help you. And he's like, fuck y'all. <laughs> Grabs a fucking gun and starts unloading on people. You're like, dude, oh. How do we feel? I, I want to ask, because like this movie has a pretty like anti-government yeah. message and yeah. the anti-government people win in the end. So like, yeah. how, like you not only could yeah. you never yeah. make this movie now, but I also feel like it's more prescient now than ever. Like, I feel like there's way more Tim Robbinses out there than there were in 1999. Oh, yeah. In 1999, the, like, Michigan militia thing felt like a niche. It felt like a, you know, like, you could make a movie like this because it was something so obscure that there would be this, like, American terrorist organization. Now that seems like par for the course. Like, well, it's kind of like things like even when they go back to that party where where it fucked me up for a minute because i'm like is everybody you know this is jeff Bridges walks in they have like whole lsd moments the guy who was working on his phone is at the bar and stuff and everyone's having fun and but then when they bring him inside and they do like he's like you're all fucked up but he grabs and pulls it's like we're fucked up and just laughing and dancing with them so then you get a shot from the window of like a pov of the people at the party seeing him kind of like moving with jeff bridges and you're like all right it's a small little group of people they just have a whole onset of like acting, like obviously with everybody else, but they're just trying to make it look like Jeff Bridges is having a good time, I guess, essentially. But I'm thinking everybody's in on it. I'm like, is this movie like a whole conspiracy film, or is it just a small group of? He definitely had a. I think there's definitely a bigger, like basically, I would say everybody at the house at there in that party at least knows what's up, yes. whether they're actively participating or not. Well, the earlier party too, the welcome home party, right? To the kid, yeah. that's a big fucking part. Like it's a big party. Yeah. I was like, how do they know all these people? Being yeah, like being new to the neighborhood, that, but there's all yeah. these people there and stuff. Yeah. So I think you're right. I think they were all just in their terrorism group, and it's like, hey, guy, like, I mean, they they like to have cake. Well, and too. at the end, after, I mean, not to jump all the way to the very end, but like they have a uh, Joan Cusack and Tim Robbins have a conversation where it's like, where are they going to send us next? So there's like an oversight committee who sends oh. this terrorist cell to like different spots to do these, you know, like, these attacks. It's something like that. Yeah, it's like Joe said, like Joe said, like the Americans, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Just Only the Americans wrong. are Americans in this one. I will say, my, I, I send you guys a, 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 a jumping uh, What? What? Was Tim Robbins is out of Kansas State. Yeah. Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. This whole movie takes place in Virginia, Washington, D.C. area with the yeah. camping and the camping. Yeah, Langley. Uh, 
Rams. But Tim Robbins had a that guy. I I can't know. I don't know because the volume is so low. When I was watching the movie on the train, is that his dad that Jeff Bridges visited and he gives him the picture? Okay. We were talking about this a little bit earlier. Yeah. So that is a guy that Jeff teaches about. There's a when when Jeff teaches the thing that you said was talking about about the like the guy who he does a terrorist attack and then he's like alone. You know, he's found exactly. to be a lone attacker and like it all gets pinned on him. He's the scapegoat. But he was it's murdered. That, it's that guy's dad. That guy, he also dies in the attack. It's that guy's dad. And that guy is like, there's no way my son would have done this without help, without provocation. He, there were kids in that building. My son never would have blown up kids. You know, he never would have done that. So that, and that's another thing that leads Jeff Bridges to believe that like he was being manipulated by Tim Robbins probably. Well, my whole thing is like, that's Kansas state. So we're like here on the map and then West Virginia, Washington, DC ish. You know what I mean? It's like, how does that camp have, and they got the guy with glasses, the ball dude. I mean, if you think about it a little too much, it falls apart. I think that, you think you're thinking. Well, I mean, I guess you would just say that the whole, like, there's a whole group of them that move into an area, and they, like, get jobs in places where they're needed, and they kind of, like, set up, and they set this thing off. It's a very highly, you know, specialized. It's a place where. You know, it's it's conspiratorial for I sure. Did, the idea that there's a shadow group that like controls these American terrorists. Like I did this guy was, sent Dylan Roof in to go shoot a bunch of people in a mosque or whatever. I um, did think it was pretty funny that when he was going through the uh, newspaper articles, like in discovering Tim Robbins, it was BLM terror. It was the headline was like BLM terrorist or, or pipe bomber, just because of modern day BLM. But they were right, referring right. to like where he's from. Yeah. Um dude, I thought the about the movie itself though, I thought the the flashback though to the like the the wife dying, uh-huh. which was like a good one, like 10 minute flashback. Like, it was a long it was kind of just like thrown in the middle of the movie. Like, like this movie, I like it. Don't get me wrong. There's some weird editing in this fucking movie. The last 45 minutes or 35 I really minutes like, is a different I was movie. thinking, I really like that scene. I love the way Jeff Bridges, like that could have been a monologue. Him like telling that story and us seeing it as he tells it could have gone on our monologue list earlier. It's really good. He does a really great job performing it. I thought the shootout itself looked cheap. Like, TV action looks better than this now. You know, 20 years yeah. have gone by and, like, your average, like, action sequence on a TV show looks, uh, you know, if FBI agents stormed a, a gun-crazy family's compound, it would be a lot flashier than this. You know, Can you know? imagine going on a field trip and your professor just starts That's what bawling? I was so oh, my God. So <laughs> what the fuck? Also, his wife so took double barrel intense. to the face. Can yeah, we talk about done. that? She got annihilated. She didn't just get murdered. She got she turned into a mist. And the new wife and the new wife is over it. He's like, yeah. stop talking about this bitch. <laughs> and also, stop she it. was his graduate student, and she before she died, and like she's all like, oh, nothing happened. Oh, but now you're back, eh? Like, <laughs> question: How do you shot guns? Of, I, I think there's some guilt there. I've never shot a gun. I think there's some guilt there. What what? Yusuf, you ever shot a gun? Yeah. Okay. Brian, you ever shot a gun? What kind of gun? Uh, I've shot a pistol and a shotgun. Okay. Can you, you said you shot a uh, shotgun, double barrel, maybe? No? I think over under was the kind of. Have you ever held a baby and one handedly. <laughs> one handed a double barrel shotgun? <laughs> double barrel shotgun and someone's there's, there's YouTube videos of women just 
breaking their faces trying to shoot a shotgun yeah. one-handed. It's like that girl is just like, and they have that like a minute and a half where it's like basically. <laughs> well, she's a red man. The girl who shot the shotgun died also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's a redneck. Only the uh, babies are. So, I deferred my first thought when I saw this, though, is, I mean, it's not too much, but immediately it was like, there's a fucking Simpsons episode with this, or a Simpsons episode with a similar-ass plot in a later season, and it's not a good episode, it's one of the, it's an 18, it's Homer suspects that his, Bart, Bart's new Muslim friend, uh, his parents is a terrorist, and Ooh. because he sees... Uh, uh, what reminded me of the episode was he's, he's fucking like building plans. Oh yeah, the guy's a the guy's a architect or something. Yeah. The guy's an architect. And it turns out he's just demol the point. He's just demolishing like the mall, the the run the abandoned mall in Springfield, and not that. And the whole episode, Homer paranoid running around. Yeah. The subplot is terrible with Lisa and the iPod. You might remember that. Um. The MyPod. Anyway, it's not a good episode. It's really, it's really an embarrassing Simpsons episode. It probably came out in like 2003 or 4, but it was so fucking... Right at the height of our post-9-11 patriotism. Yeah. Because it was supposed to be like, no, they're they're not terrorists at the end, but it's still just like, it doesn't need to be a joke there. Um, But, yeah, anyway, that episode fucking, immediately I was like, this is the Simpsons. I've seen this. And then it gets super dark, because it's not at all. Uh, can we, we can we go it, back to the beginning real quick? Oh yeah, yeah. And he picks ahead. up the kid and he wraps him up right. And he's calling nine one one and he's like, "I'm driving the kid down there." And the emergency <laughs> lady's like, "Bringing a kid in." And he's and the emergency is like, "What's the emergency?" I don't know. It's like you saw his hand. You could say like <laughs> he blew his fucking hand off. Like I'm going yeah, like, in. He's, he's like, "I don't know. I'm on the way." <laughs> also, I talked about it a little bit earlier. Jeff Bridges clean shaven and just pulling face all through this movie so many like and like at the very end we haven't got to the finale because i do want to talk about it but when he's like running at the end and he's literally like like he's just working so hard and and me and yusuf tweeted about it a little bit but it's so been so long since i've seen him come out from behind a beard and not be the character caricature of jeff bridges that we're used to like yeah Act with his regular face. His he regular has so voice. many movies like, like this too. Well, the from that era. This, uh, to Joe's point, now is the breeding. This kind of reminds me of the very end of Hell of High Water, where he's going to Ben Foster's character. He's like, <sighs> and he's like, just sweat off the brows. He's like, I'm gonna make a shot, and he's like, oh, yeah, he's real sweaty by the end. It's just like that character at the end of this movie. I felt the exact same thing for the character at the end of that movie, even though one succeeded. Obviously, in this fucking movie, did not. Yeah, let's talk about the finale. I'm ready. I wanted to talk that about it. That generally shocked me. Yeah, it was That's a good say, finale. I think, I think the and finale I, feel, I feel like the finale really saved it for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I was I was kind of wavering off to it. like Not in a bad way. I was like, okay, it can end. I'm fine with it. I get it. But you kind of figured you knew where it was going. You're like, yeah. okay, wrap it up. You know, like, yeah, uh, get, it, get it yeah. over with. Which is fine. But, That's fair. But once you re- like, they open the van and he's like, everybody's authorized except you. Everybody's authorized except you. And I'm like, oh, that's and good. He looks back at the car and like, but like the whole thing with him, like, you know, f- first of all, 
the fact that you didn't figure out that 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 junior discovery troop was like the Hitler youth. I mean, just the watching the ch- the ceremony where they inducted those kids. I was like, are they gonna make them cut their hand and then like burn a card in I it? I mean, or again, something? they were like this. They were like, exactly. welcome to the crew. And you have the guy who looks like a full on serial rapist with like yeah. his like aviator glasses with a tinted orange friend, like tinted orange lenses and stuff. I was like, I would never let my kid go anywhere with that guy. I have a question. I have a question. At the, I think it's like midpoint where Tim Robbins catches Jeff Bridges sleeping in the backyard, and the the book's all out. He's like, you know who I am, blah blah blah. Do you think Tim Robbins was gonna try and flip him to whatever it is that it? Like, maybe maybe his original plan was to recruit him rather yeah. than pay, like rather so than make him a patsy. That's why he moved in so close to so and so. No, ah, I think the original plan was tough. to be the plan. Yeah, I think I, I agree. I think the Patsy was always the plan. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's why in the dinner scene he was like. It's reasonable to think though. I don't like. I, I wouldn't. I, you know. That's yeah, but in the dinner scene, in the dinner scene, he was like uh, drinking milk like a fucking psychopath, and then he's like, "Don't you want people to pay? Don't you want people to pay? Yeah. Like, kind of like prodding." Even even when so and so gets fucking uh, Tony Stark's mom gets killed after sleeping with Obadiah Stane. Um, it's like he, ha- it's funny. He's on the phone doing this whole thing, and then it, the camera does that weird slow pan, and it's like Joan Cusack, Tim Robbins on the couch, with him, and he's like rubbing his shoulder and doing the whole thing. And you're like, dude, you just confronted this guy a day ago, yeah, everything you knew, all of a sudden, your new girlfriend's dead, like. And now you're like, just let him console you, like, you cannot make a connection. That's the whole thing. It's like, she this was movie- a good girl. Even I've never I don't watch a lot of Jeff Bridges movies. I don't think like I don't know what it's a lot like this. But I feel like a more like upfront masculine like the way that Tim Robbins fucking manhandled him, played him. It's kind of like one of those things. I'm like I don't know if I believe it so much, but I also into it because just fucking. I was thinking like I guess in my mind. I kind of feel like after Lebowski, Jeff Bridges kind of became the Jeff Bridges we know now. But honestly, yeah. I was looking at his filmography, and he has lots of movies post Lebowski that he does that are more like this. It's not until like yeah. he gets into like True Grit and Crazy Heart and then R.A.P.D. and shit like that, yeah. and Hell or High Water, where he really just like leans oh, into the old grizzled yeah. cowboy thing. Like this is faced the entire time in all those movies. Yeah. You know, we got to find a thing there and about there and away. Even an Obadiah State is hiding behind the goatee and the bald head and stuff. We gotta, we gotta go into the ratings, baby. Take one more slice of pizza. All right, that's enough. As, uh, ratings. But also, the whole time I'm feeling for the guy. Even when he sees the ratings, page. TJ, go to the ratings, Uh, Joe, you talked about the dead, lo- or dead spin or deadline, whatever the fuck it was. The article earlier about them doing a series. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's involved because the kid has seen all this. His mom died. His potential stepmom died. His dad died. Mm-hmm. Again, this oh, movie. Like, a, like, a, like in the same, like just a continuation that of the kid, movie. Like, dude, he did come back for class. You know, he's still, he can come back for this. But it's yeah. like, it's almost essentially like, uh, we'll talk about the end of this movie. Um, you could bring back Tim Robbins and Joe Cusack, too. Yeah. Just do it. They win. <laughs> Their whole fucking they whatever. They'd still be around doing, doing their thing. They could well, Tim do Robbins, all the episode where you find out they planned the January 6th insurrection and shit. <laughs> well, Tim Robbins <laughs> doing this movie also. On the fucking front stoop. They're like, oh, we're selling. We're moving again. 
You know what I mean? So, Nin- like, 1999, uh, Tim Robbins, Tim Robbins doing this fucking movie makes sense too, just because like him and Susan Sarandon were like the leaders of like liberal politics of like getting them their message out. At they were like time, the top liberal they? celebrities yeah. for a long time. So I feel like became, he was probably like, Trump yeah, and government... became a lot cooler to be a liberal celebrity. So then a bunch of people jumped on that bandwagon. Yeah. Anyway, Yusuf, you have something for us? Let's go into the rating phase. Ratings. Oh, I'll jump right in. Um, I'm going to give this movie, again, Friday did good. This is a good movie. I had fun with it. I would watch this again on, like, again, a TBS TNT Sunday. But if I do see it on any streaming services, Netflix, you should probably pick this one up and put it on there. Uh, But I'll give this a good 7.9 resend mail to somebody else because that shit happened. (laughs) Pieces of mail. Wrongly addressed pieces of mail. Yo. Yeah, so uh, I agree with TJ um, about, but you know, if I see it on, I'll probably watch it. I really, I didn't enjoy myself. Like the twist, I the ending pissed me off, but that's the fucking point of the movie. Like yeah. I, I respect they that. They said they don't do endings like this anymore. They yeah. would never let it be this end this bleak. No. Um, you know, it's, it's in a weird way. It kind of has the same reaction I think people had to like the Gone Girl ending, right? Like it's not the ending you think it's gonna have or satisfying, but it makes sense of the story. Um, so I like that uh, Ben Affleck's penis though I like that so much more than Ben Affleck dick Uh, so uh, having said that I yeah I'm right there with you TJ I'm going to do this 7.7 Tim Robbins fake last names (laughs) alright I'll I'll, um... the worst excuse ever I, I want to honor my friend. Killed themselves. I want to honor my friend by taking his name, and I was ashamed of my own. I was like, "What? You would you never believe that in a million years." Uh, yeah, I agree with the with the scoring. Uh, good movie. Good. Again, a little too long. Maybe cut one of the speeches, but all of them tie. So I don't know because the the wife is important, and then the, we circle back to the first one that he did. Uh, maybe cut one of those when he's talking to the, the FBI agent. He talks to him too much. Like maybe you could, yeah, minutes. you could probably trim down the investigation a little bit. You know, some of some Jeff Bridges stuff where he's just like cycling through newspapers and whatever. You probably trim. You know, but I'll do. Um, the ending is worth it. Um, good, good acting by the by everybody. Uh, honestly, uh, the kids suck, but you know, just kids. You can ignore them. Um. Like, like in real life. Yeah, weird that kid from Gladiator and stuff was always he's in so many big movies and he's not particularly good in any of them. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, 7.5 awkward tours oh. of homes with wine glasses in your hand. You know, you're like, <laughs> I guess I want to see the entire home. Um, you know, I, I've been on those tours before where they give you yeah. a drink. Like, Let's go walk around. And you're just like swirling around in your drink. Yeah, right? you're like, just like, all right, nice. like, that's, this is yeah. nice. Good job. <laughs> well, I, I've, I've been then. Uh, Brian, where are you at with this? And I'll, I'll uh, you know, I was in. thinking, I was like, hey, this, I'm so glad everybody responded so well to this. I'm glad everybody enjoyed this. And it's really fun to watch a, you know, talk about a movie nobody had seen. That's like something we don't often get to do. Also, um, say before you finish, shout out a movie I would absolutely watch my dad. 
Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, no, I'm truly going to talk about this movie on Thanksgiving. <laughs> like, either going to ask my dad if he's seen it or suggest it to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Um, But, yeah, I, like, I might have come in and, like, if everybody wasn't at, I, maybe, like, a, at a seven, but I love that everybody got higher. I'll jump up there, too. I think it's a, it's good enough to be, like, a 7.5 or a point you know, seven. Um, and that's appropriate because that's the number of fingers Grady's left with. What? what? Also hard Blu-ray, hard Blu-ray to find seven and a half. So it's my pick. Oh, we got a wheel. And, uh, so we are coming to the holiday. Mythical morning over here. Oh, we, uh, I love that. Coming... Turn off the blur. Turn off the blur. It's fucking oh, turn it up. Off the blur. Okay. We're coming to the holidays. Uh, and so I decided to add just Christmas movie, uh, Christmas movie adjacent. So not Christmas movies. And I stayed away from horror movies also because it's too much of that. I have a show for that. Um, so these are all Christmas movie adjacents like Kiss, uh, like Long Kiss Goodnight to choose from for the first episode in December. So I'm going to spin. We could spin twice if you want, but let's go. One, two, three. Oh, it actually spins. spins. So what is this? Letterbox? Lethal Weapon. The original Lethal Weapon. I could read all the choices if you want. Yeah, man, that was the pick. That's the wheel. That's the pick. Yeah, unless you're not happy with it. No, I'm happy with it. The others were You've Got Mail, Batman Returns, L.A. Confidential, the Green Knight, Rocky Four, Prometheus, Nightmare Before Christmas, Edward Scissorhands, and Better Watch Out. Ooh, nice! I like Prometheus. Save our Prometheus song. We're gonna do a ten-year watch along. Yeah. So, so Lethal Weapons, the next choice, which actually would be kind of a. I haven't watched the first Lethal Weapon since I've been about I, yeah, twelve years old. Yeah, we're Gibson. Lethal Weapon, but, like uh, yeah. to me, was always like. A secondary action franchise, like not that I don't like them, but like for some reason it never like hung with me as one of my like constant watches. So it'll yeah. be nice to go uh, check that out again. Yeah, I sure. recently rewatched it with my wife, and me, and me and her were just laughing our ass off at the soundtrack. You'll notice why once you watch. All right, it. well I, I'm really excited to do so. All right, so. where can the people find you, TJ? You guys are on Play Reset Film uh, YouTube right now. You guys find me at TJ Dex on Twitter talking about how the Eagles. Usually what sucks, things Flyers, what yeah. sucks. Very yeah, hateful. Midnight Mass. Um, but uh, love y'all. Uh, Joe. Uh, you could find me on this channel, uh, and specifically uh, doing Flyover State of Fear, and we have a big slate of guests uh, coming out there. Yeah, it's all Twitter. If you want to follow Flyover? And there's a new, yeah, there's a new Twitter handle, uh, Flyover State of Fear, uh, or Flyover State Fear. I don't know. There's a new Flyover State of Fear Twitter handle. My Twitter handle, Chendango One. Uh, trying to run that Twitter handle a little more, just like horror specific account, tweeting out some questions and whatnot. You know. So, uh, thanks for uh, watching, guys. Love these. Fine. Yeah, yeah, you know, you can find me at Herskillies. You can find me um, maybe on here doing another flyby with TJ or Yousef sometime. Something comes up with hey, an idea. Do you want to talk about Rocky, you fucking dickhead? What? Sorry. Oh, yeah, you want to do it about Rocky now. Now that I said some shit. <laughs> it could be a nice shit. companion piece to our Rambo one in last in uh, the last Rambo. That's true. That's true. 
We'll see. We'll see. Let's not commit to anything because as soon as we put now, now people are going to be constantly bombarding us with, oh, yeah. when are you doing that episode? All our fans. Just when are you doing that jingle so all the way? Just find me on stream. Twitter at her skillies. Just being a dick. Bye. <laughs> when, are you, when, are, when are you watching Jingle All the Way? 